Hurry up and run inside. Lock those doors and turn on the lights. It's another installment of the forever bogus Halloween podcast. Hey there, bogus fiends. Thanks for tuning in to the final installment of the forever bogus Halloween podcast. I am your bogus host, B-Boy Spooky Bryce, a.k.a. Bryce Shoemaker, staring at my best ghoul friends here, Jamie Killsby, a.k.a. <coughs> What's up, guys? I got coronavirus. Oh, um, no shit. Yeah, yeah, that's my Halloween costume this year is coronavirus. Okay, so you don't, you, don't, you don't actually have it. You're just dressing up as the coronavirus. Yes, I'm dressed. It's very insensitive. It's going to be very I was going to say it's very insensitive, but I mean, you do mm-hmm. you. You do you, man. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> we have a few guests on the show today. We do. And I want to say I had to retire the name Scary David. Why is that? Which was going to be my name. Well, because we're joined by the real Scary David. <laughs> that is right. That is okay. right. Our first special guest today is David from the Haunted Hangover podcast podcast david thank you so much for joining us today i am so excited to be on the show long time listener long time fan and <laughs> i'm having a great time already recording with you guys so i appreciate that. the honor and the privilege to be on and i'm holding it down for my co-host louis as well he's not lying we we've uh we've we've had an hour to talk about toys uh he's not lying you know even before we press record <laughs> It's true. <laughs> That's right. And then our second guest today is Elijah from Magnetic Magic Rentals. Hey, guys. Been a long time. It's been way too been long. Been a long time. Uh, his voice may sound a little familiar to you because countless episodes of the Forever Bogus podcast back in the day. Back from the beginning. Thank goodness you're back on the show and we're going to have a great time tonight with you guys. Oh, yeah. Before we get started here and jump into our topic, we want to give the floor to David and Eli to kind of talk about their their brand and kind of talk about their company. So, David, uh, since I introduced you first, you want to go ahead and talk about your podcast? Sure. So, uh, my name is David Catalano. I'm from Long Island, New York. I'm a composer and a photographer, and I'm also a podcaster for the Haunted Hangover podcast. And like I said, I'm holding it down for my co-host, Louie. So, the podcast has been going on for since April. And we just been—it's just been taken off, and we're just having it a lot really of fun is. doing it. Yeah, and and I love it because you're keeping that ho- that Halloween season alive almost every day of the year, year round. which is great. Yep. Year round, exactly. Yeah, we're I going love it. We're, we're going year round, and um, it's been a lot of fun. And I wasn't sure how time consuming it was going to be, but it is very time consuming <laughs> in the best way possible. And uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's great to be part of the podcast. David, community. can yes. I, David, can I? Can I call you David? You can call me Scary David. Scary David. Um, <laughs> uh, you're from Long Island, right? Yes, sir. Do you know anybody who is stabbed by Screech? <laughs> no. You know, I I have not even heard of this, so please. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, hey, he stabbed somebody in Long Island, so just be careful. Don't don't get him started with Screech. He will have to be on a long tangent Cursing I up screech. screech. Oh my goodness, let's not get into Off it. Off the rails, okay. man. <laughs> Eli, do you want to do you want to take the floor and talk about magnetic magic rentals? For sure. A moment? Uh, I'm I'm sure you guys know, and uh, I'm. It's been a long time since I've been on here, but uh, if you're familiar with me, you're familiar with magnetic. But if you're not, it's a uh, online VHS distribution company. It's uh, based here out of Kansas City. We, I usually like to delve into Halloween stuff. Uh, this season, it's been a little bit hard, as it has for all of us, obviously. Um, 
But uh, right now, we reissued the uh, Hell Wicked Creep tape, which is doing Hell pretty yes. well, which was yeah. a lot of fun. Ooh-hoo. We've gotten some good uh, kickback on that. And uh, I do have a little surprise coming in either the next week or so for the rest of you guys. Actually, this comes out a couple days for Halloween, so I might have already announced it. But Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Hey, Eli, have, yep. you, have you, true or false, released a Shack tape? True. That was one <laughs> yeah. of the first things we did. <laughs> Wonderful tape. Seek it out. Absolutely. Good Thank stuff, you. guys. Glad to have you guys on the show. Yeah. Today we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, we were saying that you could watch any movie that's horror related in the month of October. And that kind of goes into your playlist. But we were saying on Friday the 13th, it's kind of like a summer movie, right? Right. So we wanted to talk explicitly about movies that take place on Halloween. That's right. So... So last week we celebrated Tubi Ween. We gave you a bunch of movies and TV shows to watch on Tubi, but we wanted to get real specific as we're actually growing closer to the Halloween day, which is just a few days away from today. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, I guess because we're in kayfabe, right? Right. Uh, so in, in podcast land, you have to record Halloween episodes in the summertime. <laughs> and you have to pretend you're excited about right. it. As you're sweating and your you're balls sweating off. your fucking balls off. And actually, this year we lined it up where we really are recording Halloween stuff in Halloween time. So I, my excitement is genuine. I'm not secretly like, I fucking don't want to be talking about this, but I got to pretend I'm happy about it. <laughs> this is going to be a great one. Four movies that all take place on Halloween night proper. Oh, yeah. To get you in the seasonal mood if you're not already. If you're not already... Like, frankly, just start decorating for Christmas because it's, it, you know, it's, it's Halloween's over. Halloween's over. <laughs> That's right. You know. All right. Well, let's jump into it. Now, I want to talk about a very special movie that came out directly on VHS September 27th, 1989. Okay. So this is late September. So people renting this movie new are kind of in the Halloween season. Mm. Right? And this is 1989's Chud 2 But the Chud But the The Chud But But the the Chud (laughs) Yeah, so this is a sequel to to Chud, uh, Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers I'm glad that you Uh, explained that This is (laughs) This is part two, um, but it has absolutely nothing uh, to do with the first it, one. It does a little bit. I mean, shut up. it's okay, shut sorry, up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be that guy. No, it does. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, I'm just kidding. But it it, it doesn't. Um, they said, if you like research the movie, they say that like, oh, you know, Chud DNA was used in the test subject that is, you know, kind of the subject of this movie. But that's just online. They never really mention it in the movie. Yeah. Okay. So who, who really knows? And they used to do that shit all the time. I mean, look at Troll 2, like my favorite, yeah. my, my favorite movie. Most of the sequels are hanging by a thread. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and not only does it have nothing to do with first Chud, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers, <laughs> it has the famous... 80s horror 
box artwork that has nothing to do with what happens in the movie. Yeah, it's perfect. I, I noticed that too because they even used the original design, like the chud yeah, design. Yeah, the chuds. Yeah. Yes. exactly. So I was confused. Yeah, the original chuds are like these weird alien hominoid things with big right. eyes, and they don't appear in this movie at all. And the sequel is like, it's it's just perfect. Nothing to do with the box art. Nothing to do with the original. Yeah, you don't have to watch the original one to pick this one up. It's basically yes, I, yeah. dude, the, the box art is super deceiving, and it's gonna make you want to buy it. So like they definitely <laughs> did what they were trying to do. Yeah, by yeah, putting the box true. art out there, they did everything to sell it, but none of it tied it together at all. Yeah, so. yeah, it, it was. But the, the only thing is, I will say, is because tr- like in, in the example I said, Troll Two, mm-hmm. you know, Troll Two never says Troll. They say goblins in the movie. So, oh, so yeah. Troll 2 literally is like, they finished the movie and like, can we call this Troll 2? Like, I guess. In Chud 2, they do use the word Chud. Quite a bit. But it doesn't uh, yeah. anymore stand for cannibaloid human cannibal yeah i don't think they explain that it's just like a chud of a person <laughs> yes it just it just doesn't matter i'll tell you what the thing is about the movie they didn't expect you know four fucking nerds to be sitting around late at night talking about this <laughs> they just said fuck it nobody's gonna care In 2020 <laughs> uh, fucking 40 years from now some assholes are gonna be talking about this. they didn't think about that yeah. right. but uh let me dive in this movie a little bit we okay. could we could rip that a little bit um I want to just tell you in one sentence that I came up with myself how I think the best way to describe this movie is. Okay. And I think this movie is like Encino Man, but with a zombie on Halloween. Okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. That is very good. Thank you. But without Polly Shore, unfortunately. Yeah, well, you could <laughs> always have more, <laughs> more of the weasel. Yes. Um, so the plot of this movie, it follows two teens. It follows Steve and Kevin. And Steve is like the cool slacker. He's got like a leather jacket over a denim jacket over a t-shirt. A sweet mullet. He's got ash and wash jeans. Yes, a sweet mullet. And uh, Kevin is like the smart and reserved one. And it's kind of, and also follows like their collective, I, I, I put a question mark, their collective crush Katie because they both seem to like Katie. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Let's be honest here. Who doesn't like Katie? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so in the film, Steve and Kevin they accidentally launch this cadaver um, that their biology teacher was planning to use for a lesson. You know, whatever. There's a lot He's to be said with that. Yeah. So they launch this cadaver accidentally down the road in this like really wacky. That scene. You know. <laughs> Like police academy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you read my mind. Police academy. It's very police academy. Yes. I was going to say, I love the realism in this movie. That scene yeah. is just. <laughs> He's just flying down the road. And it's like. You know. Yes, exactly. But you know, just and he's causing car crashes and it's just wonderful. And it's 80s and it's just perfect. And that scene actually got a good chuckle at me. If you've never seen a, a corpse on one of those morgue metal morgue trolley that things, roll down the yeah. road trolleys yeah death trolleys of course eli with the black metal shirt knows exactly what this thing <laughs> called. Dude, it's um, like it's like pink floyd's the wall you ever see that video like that home movie they made and, and there's yeah. there's a guy in a stretcher who just keeps going and going and then it explodes <laughs> into the fucking yeah he, he like they actually throw the body into the crowd it's yeah, it, that. that's, that's all that's all i kept thinking about when i was watching that <laughs> all right all right all right well this corpse who flies down the road he gets a little <laughs> too far he gets out of their way steve and kevin they're unable to find the body so logically they say well you know what to stay out of trouble we better go 
steal a new one and put it in its place before the teacher notices. A logical solution? Why not? Uh, So they sneak into this lab and they steal Bud. Uh, titular Bud, who they don't know at the time is this semi-failed military experiment uh, that was used to create this unkillable super soldier. Uh, but they don't know that. They just see a corpse and they say... Which you don't really find out until like the middle of the movie. Yeah. It, yeah. The <laughs> it whole takes thing's... a little while to get there. It's not important. Basically, I, I, when I introduce... <laughs> if you're like a long-time listener of the show, you know that I like to sort of gush over what else the director worked on. There's a reason why this guy has done nothing else. Um, <laughs> Damn. But, I, no, no, but that's to say I, I, I did genuinely love this movie. oh i agree i love this uh, movie too. too if you love b horror movies you're gonna love this but it's it is kind of a piece of shit <laughs> but it's a, a wonderful one anyway bud the chud is actually played by the only guy who really went on to do anything and he's kind of an icon it's this actor yes. named garrett graham yep. wasn't he, he in day of the dead he was in a bunch of shit. He was okay. He, he looks very familiar. He played Stanley Putterman in Tele- Terror Vision, okay, which yeah, is a wonderful yep. exploitation film. Yep. He played Phil Simpson in Child's Play Two. I did not catch that. He was in a few <laughs> episodes of Star dad. Trek. He was in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine and Voyager. <laughs> uh, he played a character named Beef in the horror musical Phantom of Paradise. Nice. And get this. He played a lab tech in Chopping Mall. Whoa. Wow. Oh, he is kind of an one. icon. Wow. I, yeah, good for him. Yes. All roads on this show lead back to Chopping Mall. And it seems no matter what I talk about, it's like, oh, it's just Chopping Mall. It brings me back to it. That's yeah. a sign, I guess. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Uh, anyway, they steal Bud. And they they you know they can't get in the school because the school is closed now. So they decide, well, let's hide him in Kevin's house for now. So they drag him into Kevin's house. Wonderful sort of... Um, you know, trying to hide him from the parents, and the parents are not paying attention, uh, and they're, you know, trying to sneak him around, sneak him around the house. Um, so they bring him and they up to the bathroom, and they put him in the bathtub, and which is filled with water. <laughs> which is odd, because... Yeah, I think the mom was planning on going in as it comes up a little bit later. Okay. Whatever. This, uh, let me tell you something. The guy who made Bud the Chud did not think about the logic of why there's water already in the bathtub. Like, he's, that, you know, <laughs> Fair enough. He just didn't give a shit about that. <laughs> that bathroom is amazing. So they put Bud into the bathtub and they accidentally electrocute him with a, uh, I don't know, hair dryer, hair dryer or I think something. Is, yeah. yeah. And he naturally he comes back to life and uh, he goes loose. You know, they, they lose track of him. He's on an eating rampage around the town. He's biting people and he's turning them into, into chuds. And uh, I, I use I, I put the term village people because it, it does seem like when he has like an army of chuds that he's created, there's like a construction worker. Yep. Yeah, it's like archetypes. Yes. Yeah, very archetype. Good Especially word. when they do the uh, thriller scene. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely there's great references in this film. There's a thriller reference. So I think that you should mention that all this is happening the day before Halloween. Yes. So everything that I've mentioned up to this point uh, happens the day before Halloween. Um, and then the 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 last half of the film is on Halloween proper, uh, roughly half. So now yes. you get to this point that's really exciting. Now it had all that set up, and uh. <laughs> if you find, I don't think the beginning is boring, but if you do find it boring, just like hang in there because once it's all built up and all the exposition is in place, it gets really fun. It is. It's it's really boring for me. I think the only thing that kept it alive for me, like the first half, was Katie. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not going to lie. Very hard about that. Um, and, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, when you boy. watch this, you'll find out why. You'll find yeah. out why. We won't get into um, it. <laughs> so Kevin and Steve, it gets to this point now. It's It gets exciting now. You're at the halfway mark of the film or, or, or at least like the last third. 
And um, Kevin and Steve are trying to track down Bud because he's on the loose running around town, biting people and turning them into chuds. The military and, the, and government officials are trying to track down Kevin and Steve because they have footage of them stealing Bud. So, And uh, Bud is trying to track down Katie. He saw a picture of Katie and he turns out he's really horny for her. So <laughs> he's trying to track her down. So it's this big three-way chase. People are chasing each other. It's really exciting. It's on Halloween night. It all comes to a head on Halloween night when an army of chuds, they're led by Bud the Chud. They're storming the suburban streets amidst all these like trick-or-treaters. They're marching through town. You see all the trick-or-treaters running away and getting Speaking scared. Speaking of they... trick-or-treaters, I have two things to say. Two words. Bitchin' costume. Yes, yes. Somebody <laughs> thought Bud's costume was a bitchin' costume, even though it was just his, like, decaying flesh and bad teeth. Yes. And uh, so they're they're going through the town through trick-or-treating. And, and oh, man, anytime there's a trick-or-treating scene in a movie, it's just I just find that wonderful. It just really uh, evokes the uh, the spirit of the season, They folks. do, and they, and they hit the atmosphere Definitely. pretty well. Yeah, the atmosphere. Even, when, even at the beginning of the film when – uh, you know, it's not Halloween proper. Almost every scene in the background, there's a flyer for the high school Halloween dance. Right. Yeah. In the background. Yes. So there's a big, like, jack o' lantern drawn. So it's, so it's there, it's present. It's, and then in the last third, it's like, boom, it's Halloween. It's in your face. It's kind of on the level of, like, a more adult version of, like, a Disney Halloween film. Like, it has yes, that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you said that because I did sort of think of it as, like, uh, we watched Under Wraps, which yeah. is, like, the Disney. Original, what is it? Was DCOM? DCOM, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Disney Channel original movie. Uh, we watched that, which just sort of reminds me of Hocus Pocus, which sort yep. of reminds me of this. Yep. The idea that it is the stranger in the strange land, like you know, so in in Hocus Pocus, you have these sisters. They're like, oh, there's buses. They're all weirded out. Everything's new to them. And in under wraps, he was in a drive-through, and he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Right. And this movie, you have Bud the Chud, who's just getting horny over Katie. Um, <laughs> and the aerobics. in a strange land. Yes. Uh, anyway, so, you know, after they march through town with the army that uh, Bud has created, all of his chuds, they're marching through town. They're doing their thriller bit. All the trick-or-treating is happening. Yep. It comes to a head at the high school Halloween dance uh, where they're trying to track down Katie. And there's just the wonderful main showdown. Um, I uh, don't I, spoil should, it. Don't, don't spoil it. Spoil it because because it's it's a good ending. I will spoil this. I'm gonna do one little spoiler. The movie's okay. fucking 45 years old. It's whatever true. The fuck. <laughs> you haven't seen it. Yeah. You obviously don't care that much. Statute of limitations on spoilers. Yeah, yes. Yeah, statute of limitations. Yes. Get arrested for weed when you're 17. If they don't bust you by it by 21, you're you're clear. You're I can tell you that firsthand. And you get spoiled by the check. <laughs> yes. The. Uh, Right, so after everything concludes, I won't tell you how it concludes. There's just a big showdown in the in the high school Halloween dance with Bud and his army of chuds. And once that concludes, I won't tell you how it concludes. But once it concludes, bam! The corpse that went missing in the beginning slams into the back of a cop car like it had been moving <laughs> for the past two days. So like Police yeah. Academy, like comedy yeah. right there. Yeah. But I love it's like a wraparound. It's like it ends yeah. it on the same goofy note that it started on. I love that. It's clever writing. I just wanted to add one thing about Chud 2. So I just recently saw this. I was in Pittsburgh uh, in August, and I was with okay. a fellow podcaster, uh, my friend Iana and her boyfriend Max. She's in um, the podcast Queens of NC-17, and I was in a Half Price Books, and I was looking around, and I saw they had like a VHS wall, but like it was like the like the, the sought-after tapes, if you will, and yeah, Chud okay. 2 was there. And I bought nice. it. And I bought oh, Psycho Cop. Yeah. And I and I bought Psycho Cop as well. We watched both of those as a double feature. And I, I loved, I loved Chud too. Like I really did enjoy it. Uh, it's silly. 
and it's really tongue-in-cheek and doesn't take itself seriously. What I like most about it, though, is that it reminds me of another version of Return of the Living Dead 2. I think both of those movies would make a really good double feature. I agree. So there's, I did a little bit of research on that. Uh, it was supposed to be an, a, a, uh, supposed to be Return of Living Dead two. They call it Return of Living Dead two point five. Wow. Yeah. As a final note in this movie, Joe Bob Briggs called this one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, however, Sven Gulli aired this in two thousand two. So oh, cool. If you trust Sven Gulli the way I do, you've got a you've got a wonderful film on your hands. Check it out. Five stars. All right, awesome. Spooky pig there. What what was your name, Scary David? No, you're not Scary David. No, that's going to be too confusing. I'm just Scare Man. The Scare Man. Up next is Scary David. So, David, what do you have brought to the table on this Halloween night? My choice is 1988's Flesh Cure. Perfect. That's good. Directed by Bill Hinsman, who's the cemetery zombie from Night of the Living Dead. Yep. It's an entire Pittsburgh production. Makeup effects by Jerry Gurgley, who's now the director of Tom Savini's special effects makeup school. Oh, and cool. it was okay. released on VHS by Magnum Entertainment in 1989 under the title Revenge of the Living Zombies. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting move because Flesh Eater is such a cooler name. And... I guess they were trying to like capitalize off like the zombie kick that was yeah, going on yeah. still. That's exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, you know, and there are two versions. There's a rated version, an unrated version. You need to see the unrated version of this movie because it is gore heavy. Um, <laughs> nice. It is very. It's very gory, and then, like I said, the effects are very good. I'll be honest here, scary David. I've never <laughs> seen this, nor have I heard about this until we talked about it recently. I don't have. I don't have any idea what this is about. So please okay. fill me okay. in. <laughs> So, a group of college kids go for an overnight hayride to make love, be annoying, and fuck around in the woods. As they do. The kids ask the guy (laughs) driving the hayride to pick some stuff up for them in town. Meanwhile, there's a separate guy on a tractor who's trying to remove a tree stump. He uncovers a box with a seal saying, do not break. He breaks it. (laughs) (laughs) He frees Bill Hinsman's zombie, and as you probably know... It's a domino effect of people getting killed and turned into zombies. That is literally what the movie is. Like, okay. I, 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 if I'm to if I'm to, to break this down for you and describe it, because Jamie, you did an amazing job breaking down Chud too. Oh, thank you. This is literally what the movie is, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes that's better. I, I was talking to Elijah about this, and it's the type of zombie movie that I like. And it's nothing, it's not fast zombies, it's it's literally just kids getting turned into zombies, and they're just slowly marauding the town, trying to kill people. It's Very all on Night of the Living Dead, has a lot of right. parallels. And it was shot in Pittsburgh, so they're definitely, yeah. like, aware, they're like, we're gonna do yeah. the next Night of the Living Dead, yep. bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, that's, and that's another cool thing about this movie, is that it's an entirely produced movie in Pittsburgh. Like, everything is Pittsburgh, born and bred. And Shout out to Weird Paul. <laughs> you guys know Weird Paul? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting to me that this movie, and, and I've never heard anybody mention it, it never gets brought up about Halloween movies because this entire movie takes place on Halloween. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
and it's probably the the best depiction of Halloween period like you take these rural towns these farms you know these really vast settings of just old Pittsburgh and you have you know all these Halloween decorations up you have this really how do I describe it like it's very atmospheric and it's very like if you were to think of what the fall looks like, this is what the fall looks like when you're watching this movie. Cool. You know, it's got this interesting score where it's very repetitive, but I do like it a lot. And yeah. it almost plays through the entire movie. I, I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> There's never a break in like, you know, like of silence. Usually the score is somewhere lurking around in the movie almost the entire time. Yeah. And um, hmm. it's got amazing makeup effects. Um I know if you see, I was telling Elijah, if you see it, because uh, I'm not sure which one he saw, but there's a barn scene. <laughs> this barn scene is one of the best, and, and I'm sorry, spoiler alerts ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Side note, I saw the unrated version. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the barn scene is one of my favorite things, like, period. Yeah. It's a Halloween party set in a barn, and mm. there's a bunch of these dickhead college kids partying, and, you know... There's, you know, there, there's a scene where these two girls' boyfriends are off to the side, and they're like, "How come our boyfriends don't look at like that? Don't look at us like that?" And they're like, "Well, <laughs> look at her tits." And it's like, it's like they're like the dialogue making, is hilarious. Yeah, the dialogue is really is really funny. The acting is uh, shoddy. Um, it's the same cast and crew basically from the Majorettes. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Yep, I don't. It's no, it doesn't same really same director. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's the same. It's almost the same cast, and again, it's in, entirely shot Pittsburgh. Um, the the whole barn scene is just is just amazing. Like anytime, like and and I definitely have mentioned it on the podcast before on my podcast. It, there's this scene. It's just like Halloween Eternal, and it's like one <laughs> of those things where I wish I can live in. Um, all Bryce, day, every I, day. Yeah, <laughs> Bryce. I know you're a vaporwave guy. Like, there's uh-huh. parts of like there's a scene in the in one of the houses they go to, and they're making caramel apples, and there's just these really mundane, boring shots of like a floral wallpapered room and like a lamp, and like just uh-huh. stuff that like reminds me of like vaporwave aesthetic. And <laughs> I, like I was like literally taking pictures of like stills from the movie just because I, there you go you, you know, can use I, it for I, album art that's exactly <laughs> dude, overlay exactly some what I was wave music over dude, it that, that's exactly <laughs> what I was doing um, that's funny hey, yeah I wanted so to just make a shout out real quick about the the score that is just like pretty consistent do you guys ever see Roller Gator with Joe Estevez. No, no. Gator. I know Joe Estes though. Familiar. Roller Gate. Okay, it's just this really bad movie about a puppet alligator, purple alligator on rollerblades, okay. starring Joe Estevez. Yep. Um, but they did. They put the score through the whole, like, solid all the way from beginning to end. <laughs> no it never stops because they were trying to overlap the mic hiss. There's like oh, a lot of. Mm. So I yeah. wonder if that's what they were doing here. It yeah, does. Really it does funny. drop. The audio drops in and out whenever like the dialogue comes up because the dialogue is definitely dubbed in Flesh yeah. Eater. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah, there definitely there definitely is dubbing in that, and it's 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 really bad too. <laughs> it's funny. I love it. <laughs> you know, I, I I had said that it, it does really have great makeup effects. Um, again, spoiler alert! And spoiler alert in the barn, <laughs> this guy gets his nose uh, bit off, and it's amazing. 
Um, <laughs> it's great. So it sounds like the special effects is like the saving grace of this film. Because otherwise, it sounds like the film's pretty kind of basic. But the special effects is kind of like what pushes it over the top. It's definitely basic. The special effects are a standout. And I would okay. say the, at- the atmosphere and depiction of Halloween are its standouts yeah. for yeah. sure. I was okay. gonna say the vibe. It's just like inject it, inject it in my veins. That Halloween vibe. <laughs> it's a very simplistic. Yeah. Like it's almost like there's some shots that are like shot for shot for shot, Night of the Living Dead, but with an yeah. overlaid Halloween atmosphere. That's amazing. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm yeah. sold. I'm already sold. Yeah. And and my and my last my last add on for this is Carrie and Bill the the air quotations surviving couple are the fastest fucking couple in any movie that I've ever seen. Anyone I've ever seen run in a movie. <laughs> they already have like three kids by the end of the movie. Dude, they're no, no like like they're so quick on their feet. Like, oh, I thought you meant like you know, fast no, fucking but you know what's funny? Yeah. But you know what's funny though? They do talk about that so you're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> I, I do have to say, uh, when I was watching it, I had a couple things. So the I think it's near the end. The cop, when he's in the car on the radio being attacked by zombies, he has this, like, you can't understand his lines. He's just rambling, and it's hilarious. He's like Boomhauer. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, so King fucking funny. He's just like, and it's covered zombies, get kids. But uh, that was good. That was really good. Um, near the beginning... When uh, he unearths the grave, there's a little saying, and as soon as I saw it, I wrote it down because I'm going to use this for in future. I don't know I'm really art happy or something. But the saying is on on this little next to the tombstone. The tombstone has a pentagram on it, and then the saying says, "This evil which will take flesh and blood from thee and turn all ye unto evil." <laughs> That's amazing. I was like, that wow. is awesome. That's a <laughs> black metal album. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was just gonna say that's black metal. <laughs> that's a black right metal there. lyric. Yeah, throwing a black wow. beat, a blast beat. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I, I think Flesh Eater has to be added to your Halloween viewing every year because it it really it really deserves a place on there. It's pretty wonderful. Flesh Eater. All right, man. We are already two Halloween movies deep here. It looks like uh, Eli's next here. What do you have for us? All right, guys. So uh, my pick is the 2002 classic, in my opinion. <laughs> All right, I love this movie. I, I was curious, how many guys how have you guys seen May? I would assume you have. Yes, this, I have. Yes. this suffered from bad artwork that, like, you, yes, you know, you you would never think, oh, I should watch it. It's very, just a picture. very two thousands artwork. Yeah. Very oh, over yeah, over uh, high contrast, over saturation image of her face, really close. So you would never think, like, I should watch this movie. Exactly. It almost looks like a drama exactly. based on yeah. the yeah the cover art. It's very strange, but, but you're right. Early, it's, it's very definitely like in the wake of Donnie Darko and that right. kind of stuff. Exactly, yes. it's a product of its time. Yeah. yeah, yes, which is unfortunate because it means that people often overlook this. The people that know know, and. Uh, mm. People, even I've seen Bloody Disgusting tweet about this before. I think last year they tweeted, lest we forget, May is definitely a Halloween movie. Hell yes. And I was like, fuck yes, because <laughs> it hands down is. And it's for for the very reason it's like it gets lost, left off a lot of lists because it's not horror. 
and it's not really drama. I would say it's a, sh- a solid uh, uh, depiction of like a genre film because yeah, I agree. it's got elements of horror, comedy, drama, like it has everything mixed together. And I would say yes. it's a perfect, it's my fucking favorite movie. Um, so I'll get into it. So I, I got a quick description of it. Mae Kennedy is a quirky, shy, and often awkward uh, veterinary assistant with a penchant for DIY crafting and an unhealthy obsession with perfection. Uh, With her only friend being a doll in a glass case, Mae leads a lonely life. That is, until Mae meets Adam and his perfect hands. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) (laughs) But when things go awry... May is left alone once again as her mind begins to spiral while her life falls apart. Only then does May decide to pick up the pieces and make a new (laughs) friend, one that will stick by her forever. So. Is that the tagline of the movie? No, I made that up. <laughs> oh, oh, they wow. should pay they you, really dude. really shouldn't be. <laughs> Thank you. They should pay you for that. The, the, ta- the tagline, I got the box right here. It's, uh, be careful, she just might take your heart. Lame. <laughs> oh. yeah, I, like, I great. like that, personally. Um, but yeah, I uh, like I said, it's, it's a very solid uh, genre flick. It's from 2002, so it kind of got swept up in the early 2000s movies. Um, and it it got in with kind of when genre film was starting to blossom more in the early 2000s it was mixing uh-huh. the elements of horror comedy and uh it's it's noted because it's by director lucky mckee um who doesn't have a wide uh range of filmography but one of his other movies of note was the woman which is i think was like 2011 and it was a uh, it was kind of controversial it was a really good movie um, okay. And he's he also, also did Tales of Halloween, right? Yeah, he did a segment in Tales of Halloween. He and, has. And I think he a, did. He did a. It was on HBO. The Masters of Horror. Masters of Horror. Like, yes. Oh, uh, okay. Sick Girl, which also has Angela Bettis in it. If I. Oh, nice. No kidding. Yeah, I wow. love her. And uh, so he did that. He did one called All Cheerleaders Must Die, which is a. He did an early t- 2001 shot of it and then remade it. Um, like you said, Tales of Halloween and most uh, most. Uh, Previously, uh, Kindred Spirits, and uh, stars Angela Bettis, which I this is the movie that spawned my fucking love for her. And she hasn't been in like a ton of stuff, but everything she does, I oh, I love it. Oh, man. She's great, except she's for great. Carrie. That Carrie remake was terrible. But <laughs> I mean, it, it's not her fault. Yeah, yeah, it's not her fault. Yeah, she's a really good actress. Wait, is that what, uh, Carrie? Carrie, not Carrie. The Rage, right? What was that? Is it The Rage? I think you it was The Rage. It's it was a made-for-TV version of it. Or no, yes. the rage was Carrie too. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was one of the those. rage. Yeah, but uh, Angela Bettis as Jeremy Sisto, uh, which I don't remember if he was anything in anything of note before this. This is what cemented him for me, and he's been in a okay. lot of like more indie stuff since then. Uh, Anna Ferris, who you guys might know from Scary Movie, Scary Movie, oh, all yeah. of them, and she had her yep. own TV show called like Mom or something. Yep, yep. yep. Yes. My, my mom watches Mom. That's yep. hilarious. <laughs> she got fucking dumped by Chris Pratt so he could be with Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. Oh, uh, or Anna Ferris, <laughs> uh, and then an appearance by James Duvall, which I fucking love. Oh, I there's there's so many reasons why I love this movie. I absolutely love it. Um. I, I guess I'd say uh, people don't really talk about it much, but they should because it's definitely a Halloween movie. It takes place uh, mostly in October leading up to uh, the climax, which is on Halloween night when the main uh, main uh, dissection takes place. 
And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I love I love every character in this movie. Um, I I think the strong suit of this was aside from the atmosphere and how well the actors carried their roles uh, mm-hmm. is it's a testament to Lucky McKee's writing behind each actor because each actor is very either likable or you hate them or they're fucking annoying and they, they fill the act role exactly as they should. Um, it almost seems like he wrote those parts specifically for those actors because those actors do such a great job. They carry it so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they really do. They carry it to the rage so well. Uh, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye, All right, guys, a great show. Talk to you next week. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, I love it. So Anna Ferris plays this this weird, quirky lesbian uh, veterinary assistant. She's kind of ditzy. Um, and May is the like semi-relatable. I'll say my two favorite characters are May and Adam, who's Jeremy Sisto, because they both have parallels that a lot of people can relate to. This is like, it's like a coming-of-age movie, but not really. It kind of is. It's kind of like even dealing with mental health. Yeah, the, the, the overtones of mental health are awesome in this movie. And it's like May, May is very quirky and weird and awkward. And before it gets to like, the spiral into insanity you kind of relate to her a little bit and then from the other side you can really relate to adam where like adam has a crazy ex-girlfriend experience with may and you're like oh i've been there but (laughs) (laughs) multiple uh, times multiple times (laughs) i was never dissected though but that's always good thankfully hey eli right (laughs) on the top of this pick you mentioned that this was your favorite movie is that is that a fact Yes, uh, okay. I'd say anytime that anyone asks me to list my favorite movies, that used to be like a chore for me. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, like my top one is like the Puppet Master series, and wow, then yeah. second, third becomes May and House of Thousand Corpses. Those are now right. this oh, yeah. this movie. I had a it closed down. Rest in peace. Uh, there was a Pathmark by my house. It was kind of like a lower end uh, grocery store hmm. that we used to shop at, and. Whoever was stocking the DVD shelf in this Pathmark was totally in the know. It was all like <laughs> horror movies, exploitation movies, black exploitation movies. I know and exactly this one, what you're talking about. I, I stared at it like for years. It sat there. No one touched it because, you know, I think the out, the cover artwork. Yes. It's just uh, somebody's face. And I, yes. for years and years and years I saw it and I never picked it up. And, and not only until you brought it up, until we did this. I'm so glad that you brought this one up because this movie is wonderful it's awesome it is it's very wonderful it's funny how i i first come across this movie it was on ifc yep and it was uh it was like halloween night it was like perfect timing for this movie yep. and then like it ended my halloween night and when the movie oh, ended great. like and it went to the black screen i can like see my reflection of like <laughs> almost dumbfounded i was like, just like how it's, amazing it's so good like it's so I, I can't watch it's, it enough but yeah it's so it has all these mix of emotions in it and that's why it's so perfect and you forget yes. that it's halloween but just the, the atmosphere of the halloweenness in it it just sets the tone so well it really does i just i just picture the screen going black and bryce seeing his reflection in it with Dor- <laughs> dorito stains all over your face <laughs> wow good no, wall i just <laughs> i want to add to jamie's uh Jamie's reference to the Pathmark. So Pathmark, I, I know the Pathmarks too. They're they're around over here. And East Coast boys. I yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's right. Because I've had that DVD since it came out, and I would walk through like a stop and you know, well, I, I don't think stop and shops are around then. So what's let's just say it's a Pathmark, and um, I would see it on an end cap, and I'd be like, 
Someone's missing out not picking up that movie. It was me. It was me missing out. <laughs> uh, it's so unassuming. And the funny thing you say that is like, I remember seeing this cover on Blockbuster on the shelves and being like, it doesn't look like a horror movie. And I would always get it confused with Amelie because the covers oh, look real similar. similar. 100% yeah. Yeah. looks, oh, wow, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> Any final words? Yeah, one final word on, on May 2002. It. it is available on our favorite app. For free. Tubi. Yes, which I'm going to be making a post about soon, and I'm glad you guys made that episode because I, I if not anything else, I am a champion for Tubi, man. Oh, hell, hell yeah. Yes. Like, even just Love last it. night, they added more horror movies. I go on there, like, every other day and just keep adding shit Something to my new. list. Something new. I know. Dude, it's amazing. Cancel. You don't need to pay Netflix. You don't no, need to pay Hulu. It. It's you, over, like, man. You can literally just have Tubi, and you'll be fine. Man. Well, Bryce. Yes. How you doing? I'm doing great over here. I'm having I'm having a blast. No, I really am. I'm having a fun time. It's great to talk to everybody about their picks so far. It's wonderful to have some new faces. Because yeah. here's the thing, Bryce. Like he seems like a nice guy, but when the mic's off, he hits me and stuff like that. So <laughs> you need to tell someone, man. Reach out. It's yeah. fine. Well, we're all stuck inside right now. <laughs> but so since since the mic is recording, let me, you you got to round us off, man. Four. We we need four. Movies that take place on Halloween proper, and I think you're the guy right. to round it off, man. I don't see anybody else around. Oh, here. so originally I had picked Hollow Gate, <laughs> but I'll be honest, ah. after revisiting it, it is trash. I'm sorry. I love it. I'll, I'll disagree, but. <laughs> it is so it's so boring. It took me almost three tries to actually finish it and write notes, and by the time I was done, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to attack this on the podcast because I don't really like it. You're about it. to have a mutiny here, pal. Yeah, I You're think so. Like I can see all you guys giving me the stink eye from across the, the country here. But I love it. So I decided to, to change it to uh, 2004's The Hollow. Yes, The Hollow, the made-for-TV movie that premiered on October like 24th on the ABC Family channel. Oh, was it an ABC Family movie? I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, but it, wow. ha- it had to be severely edited to play on it, ABC yes, Family. Yes, oh, okay. and, and I'll definitely get into that. So huh. people really think that this was actually premiered on Sci-Fi Channel, but there are two different movies called The Hollow yeah. that came out one year uh, after the, the the original The Hollow from 2004 that was actually played on, on sci-fi. But this one I'm talking about premiered on ABC Family. And uh, honestly, I can give you a huge kind of rundown on the film, but simply put, it's just like another retelling of the Legend of the Sleepy Hollow uh, yeah. ghost tale. Yeah. But... It has a very serious, like, late 90s slasher theme to it. Dude. Which, which <laughs> so doesn't sound like it should work. It, it sounds like it's almost an oxymoron. Those two things paired together should not work at all. But honestly, in my eyes, it works perfectly. I also really love, like, one of my, this, this, I'm glad you picked this one. This, my, my wife and I, this is, like, our, our favorite Halloween movie. We quote this to each other all the time. It's one of those things that, like, <laughs> no one else gets it, but we quote it to each other. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Um, be in the end. <laughs> like we'll be we'll be grocery shopping and I'll just look over her and I'll go, girl, you look so crazy. The end song by Nick because Nick Carter yes. is in this and he plays, say, he, is. he plays yeah. the street tough. Which he does. Which is so let, let's let's get into that. So Nick Carter is in this. I think it's he's like maybe the saving grace, or they thought maybe the saving grace of this film. Because long story short, the production 
uh, went underway without a director for almost the first two weeks. Mm. <laughs> wow. Which kind of shows, but the, the guy that came in is Kyle Newman, uh, who ended up being the director of the remainder of the film, but he saves it. He really does a great job in it. And there are so many... It's very trope heavy, especially for uh, like late '90s slasher. So think like Scream and how those have those kind of tropes from the '80s slasher as well. So it's got all of those tropes within this movie, The Hollow. Yeah, and it has Nick Carter as your stereotypical bully. His name's Brody. Go figure. It's either Brody <laughs> or Butch. Brody, Terrible. Brody or Butch or Bryce. He's, he's got the comb over blonde <laughs> Bryce. He's got the comb over blonde hair and the Letterman jacket. Yeah, it's but you know, you know what I love is that the these boy bands when they have to play a tough guy, like I've, you've seen uh, Justin Timberlake have to do it and stuff. They yeah, all do the same voice. Like, oh, I, I, I know I, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. they do this it's like an archetype. It's like, like it's, it's it's almost like a feminine hood thing that they do. Like, yeah. yes. <laughs> Yeah, what do you got? You, we got a spooky Halloween town. That that yeah, totally comes from being in a boy band for years. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And then uh, Kevin Zeger is the star of this film. Oh yeah, and he plays he plays Ian Cranston in this, <laughs> and um, he's kind of like new to uh, Sleepy Hollow and the area, but apparently he's like. He knows the entire history about the legend of Sleepy Hollow. So he does like these reenactments and stuff around Christ- uh, Christmas time, around so the holiday, our favorite season, Halloween. That's funny because uh, Ian Cranston, Ichabod Crane. Oh, we'll get there. Okay. This is a whole thing. I was like, hold on. I've I've got too much. To, I'm spilling right now. I'm spilling. <laughs> I I, I'm glad say. I picked this because, and I actually kind of picked this in favor to you, so you can be able to talk about this as well. Because I know it's your favorite. Movie. Spilling, dude. <laughs> Mop up on Isle Jamie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's funny because uh, Nick Carter's character Brody, like, he's kind of be the badass, but he's also like equally as obsessed with uh, the Hellas Horseman and the whole legend yeah. to, to the point where like he plays the Hellas Horseman while they do these haunts, like these like haunted hay rides and stuff that talk about the legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's kind of really weird and the opposite of what you originally would think. You think that he'd be like making fun mm-hmm. of everybody who's interested in this, but he's the most obsessed. <laughs> the movie does. I, I love it, but it seems it does seem a little confused and I think it makes a lot of sense to know that the, there was no director for like two weeks of production because it, it does. It, it's not sure if it wants to be a family horror movie. It's not sure if it wants to be an early 2000s slasher. It's not sure. You know, it, it doesn't seem like it knows what it, it wants to be. But it kind of comes together in this really it strange, does, especially, wonderful way. Especially in the end. And I'm glad you said that because it, it, it is kind of a confusing film because it, it does have a lot of those 80s and 90s slasher tropes. So they're, they're always constantly talking about sex or sexual windows. Mm-hmm. They're talking about like, oh, let's go in the closet and make out. And like the gore level is pretty high in this too. And they curse quite a bit. So when I watched it, I watched the very highly edited one on ABC family. And then when I went to go back to revisit this, to write down some notes for today's episode, it was the unrated version and had all those, all that stuff in there. And it blew me away. I actually had to do research to make sure that this was not the copy or not the, the version I watched on TV. Did you watch it when it premiered? I did. I watched it back in 2004 when it premiered. Okay. I, I was obsessed with uh, the ABC family's 13 Days of Halloween. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're just Very ABC much. family all the way through, man. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't remember that premiering. I never. I, I, I remember finding the film later, but I never remember it coming up on ABC family. 
So it's weird. The actor Stacy Keach, uh, who you know from pretty much everything ever. Uh, he was in Cheech and Chong, and he turned yeah. into a lizard. Class of 1999. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. right, yeah. So in this film, he plays a character named Klaus Van Ripper. He's like the omen. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. He, he, he's the old man in town who just knows, like, all the legends and all the, the lore and, and all that stuff. And he's actually based on a real person. Um, really? Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I the Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That, so... Uh, Stacy Keach's character is based on an old man who who everybody knows if you've been to Sleepy Hollow and if you live in Sleepy Hollow he's like a, a town legend everybody knows him and uh, as a matter of fact I didn't know this but my wife and I took a trip to Sleepy Hollow uh, a few years back and we were walking through the cemetery and this old dude came up to us and he looked just like Stacy Keach in this film. And he was like, if you want to know anything, just let me know. I'm like, oh, do you, do you, you, you work here or something? And he was like, no, no, I don't work here. Oh, that road there? Don't go amazing. down that road there. So, so and, and I found out a few years later, and I just remember that forever. There was this old guy that we ran into in the cemetery, just like standing there by himself. He was like, I know everything about Sleepy Hollow. Wow. That's asked me a question. And then a few years later, uh, MC Chris actually posted a, a post on Facebook saying, Oh, this legend of Sleepy Hollow just passed away. You know, if you ever went to town, uh, you know him because he was there giving you information. Wow. And and then he actually mentioned, yeah, in in the Hollow they based Stacy Keach's character off of him. He was that there. is that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So this character actually tells the main character Ian that he is like the last descent of Ichabod Crane, and mm. to um, help save his family, they were recommended to change their last name. And they didn't do much changing because Cranston. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not much of a change there. Strong name. But anyway, so I want to tell you a couple things more about this film to kind of help wrap it up. So the uh, the, the director that ended up coming in, Kyle Newman, I think he did a great job. And I think that he was a big fan of slasher movies because he actually mentions there's a name drop to John Carpenter. Did you mm. catch that, Jamie? Uh, where Where's that around? Remind me. So when uh, the main character, uh, Ian... Uh, gets confronted by the drama teacher and says like, hey, I really enjoyed your performance the other night. Would you want to be the storyteller for our haunted ride? And Ian's like, oh man, when is it? And she's like, tonight. He's like, no, but the John Car- Carpenter marathon is, is oh, on tonight. Yes, I can't yes, miss yes, that. Yes, you yes, mean yes, Carpenter yes. Fest? <laughs> yes, Carpenter Fest, local. <laughs> it's actually them just playing the music of the Carpenters for 24 hours. <laughs> oh my God, it's horrible. <laughs> A nightmare. <laughs> but I love that. I love that little like nod. So yeah. you kind of know that the director is a fan of horror movies. And it definitely shows until you get to the Headless Horseman. And I will have to say the iconic Headless Horseman, for me at least, has a really cool pumpkin as his head. And unfortunately, in this one, I find the pumpkin head to look really trashy, mm. like really cheap. Uh, How do you feel about that, Jamie? I I think it's a I, – I know what you're saying. It's It's not technically good. But I think that it's a piece of it's a it's a sign of its time, man. You know, if you I want don't even to... know, it, it seems out of place to me. It yeah. doesn't just doesn't seem right. It's like even the size proportion doesn't seem right. Well, think about two thousand four. I mean, <laughs> I don't really want to. Nothing was good <laughs> in two thousand four. <laughs> Can't think of anything good in two thousand. Let me just Google two thousand four. I won't even do uh, it. It makes know. me sick. It makes me sick thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but overall, I found this film to be pretty fun. 
And I, it's most of it is set on Halloween night. And it's just the story that your typical retelling of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. He's trying to survive. There's some really good climaxes, some pretty good kills in this as well. Hmm. Um, the story actually kind of kept me interested. Even like Nick Carter, even though he was kind of shitty, it, like the acting was kind of shitty. No offense to Nick Carter, his singing's great. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but even really good like on those his, albums, though. E- exactly. Even like his bad acting feeds into that like, as a trope. And, like it all is very well rounded. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like one of those movies you should end your Halloween night with. Hmm. Let, I want to say something huh? positive about Nick Carter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is his brother Aaron Carter? Aaron, actually, if you're listening, <laughs> I was actually going to say that the best thing about Nick Carter is he's not Aaron Carter. Um, yeah, womp but womp. Aaron's party. Yeah, I know he's been partying. <laughs> Have you seen him recently? Though he hasn't stopped. Oh partying. yeah, it's and it's, it's yep. rough. It's gone it's to hard. Aaron's too party has gone to his head. It never too ended. far, <laughs> too far. <laughs> Bryce, can I ask you a question? Yeah, what which do you enjoy more? The Are You Afraid of the Dark episode? Or this movie? Oh, oh! See, I was actually going to bring that up because you guys on the Haunted Hangover podcast did a, a live commentary of the Are You Afraid of the Dark tale of the? Uh, is it Tale of the Headless Horseman? I I, I, I think so. <laughs> I already I forgot even, the name of it, or like the Midnight Ride, or something. Yeah, like the Midnight that. Ride. It like is. Midnight ride. It's one of them. I don't remember that one? So it's it's pretty much the same exact concept. It's another retelling, a modern retelling of this Legend of the Sleepy Hollow. And it's it's honestly kind of the same thing, but it's down to like a PG level rather than like a PG-13 level. Surprised Nick Carter wasn't that too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to say I liked the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode a little more because of the atmosphere same. in that. It felt, it felt more Halloween-y than uh, The Hollow, the movie. And that's saying quite a bit because The Hollow is like just drenched in that in that Halloween feel, especially the retelling of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. But that, that's just where I stand. The Hollow. Well, holy goddamn shit, guys. Woo! Uh, I, I've, I'm so chock full. I'm, I'm spilling. Covenant hot. With Halloween joy. I'm just spilling. I get a mop. Yeah. <laughs> Those four movies, they really got me in the mood. And if they didn't get you in the mood, just start packing. Yeah. What? I know. Just get Christmas out of here. Christmas decorations are already out, man. Yeah. Just go. I actually, I have a, I have a really big inflatable turkey for the month of November. If you want to borrow that because you're such a pussy, uh, you can. <laughs> but no, wonderful. This was great. It was awesome catching up with Eli. Also, Scary David. Wonderful to yes. have you on the show for the first time. Bryce, you're a great host. Thank Even you. though you yell at me when the camera's off. Sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. You, you never yell. Bryce, For actually, real, reach out, reach out. <laughs> no, I have to. I really do have to follow up and say that Bryce, it, that was a joke because sometimes, like my my buddy Rob, who listens to the show, he'll say, "What's Bryce like when you guys aren't recording?" I'm like, Bryce is so positive that it's almost irritating. <laughs> um, like, because you can't keep up with thing. his level of positivity. No, it's a very good thing. Okay, it, you're yeah. you're you. That is your X Men power. Is that you're positive. <laughs> Um, I dig so that. Thank you, thank you for putting this all together, man. Absolutely. This has been wonderful. Four Halloween movies that take place on Halloween proper. What else Hell can yeah. we say? Ho, 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 and happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, Eli, you said that you had uh, something that you wanted to mention that's going to be coming sure. out pretty soon here. And uh, I don't know if you want to premiere on the show or already be out in the public, but what do you have in the pipeline, man? Uh, so, yeah, I haven't put anything out yet. Um, by the time this comes out, though, I think – 
I will have announced that uh, Magnetic Magic is releasing a copy of The Head, oh, which nice. is a shot on video uh, horror comedy. Hell yeah. um, and it's about a mannequin head that drives a man to obsession. And uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's right hilarious. up your alley. <laughs> that is great. I love it. It's great. And then how do you, uh, Eli, how do you do? Do you get in touch with the filmmakers or what, what's your deal here? Uh, it's a two-way street. Sometimes they reach out to me. Sometimes I reach out to them. Uh, a lot of the uh, reaching out to me came from doing uh, Pool Party Massacre with Drew Marvick. So oh, he, he turns a, a lot release. of them to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, got your, you got your hands on some really wonderful stuff, man. Thanks, Definitely. man. So where can they find your store and where can they uh, follow you at? Uh, yeah, we, everything is funneled through the Instagram account, which is at Magnetic Magic Rentals. And if we have any future releases or teasers, we'll put them through there. And there's a link to the store envy on there, but you can also check it out at mmrentals.storeenvy.com. Perfect. David, I know you uh, yes. maybe have something lined up with a haunted hangover for maybe a Halloween special or something. What's going on over there? We have a few things coming out. Uh, we have a ha- our Halloween special. Um, we've been doing a lot as far as like episodes and extra content, and we're going to be going forward with doing even more stuff. Nice. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Me personally, I have an album coming out on Devil's Night that yeah. is called This Place Seems Familiar, and it's a collection of music that was only on Bandcamp that I released in 2014. So okay. that will finally be hitting all streaming platforms, and I'm excited about that. That's coming out through 5-7 Collective. Okay. And I'm sending out, uh, let's say, a couple of Halloween-themed postcards to certain people. Oh, so, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. So some people will be getting them. That's right. Yep. And, and if you're not one of them, you're feeling real bad right now. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> shit, all right? No, <laughs> well, David, you also do a lot of like photography. And uh, do you want to go ahead and like explain what that's about and uh, where people can sure. follow your art? Sure. So like Elijah said, everything's funneled through Instagram at Cody Culp, C-O-D-Y-C-V-L-P. And basically my Instagram account is music and photography. Uh, I have a zine coming out sometime soon. And... I have. <laughs> What's so funny about I'm that? Sorry. If I ever finish it, yes. Because oh, Elijah's supposed <laughs> to do the fucking cover. Because <laughs> he's supposed to do the cover and he left. Oh god, let me do that. <laughs> we'll you can keep that in. This is this is funny. You can keep that in if you want. What's the name? Carl with a fucking K. <laughs> <laughs> What's that going to be about? <laughs> uh, it's from my trip to Pittsburgh. It's okay, um. Cool. It's work I really, really am happy with. So it's 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 an interesting collection of photos. Okay. Also, you can find the podcast at Haunted Hangover, and Perfect. we have a lot of stuff coming out. So, and you know, there's one thing I want to add. So back when Instagram started, Forever Bogus and Magnetic Magic Rentals were two of the first things like I've ever found, followed, became you know like started paying attention to and Aww, to yeah. like to to come like kind of full circle and be friends with you guys like i hung out with you guys last summer you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah it, you know like it, and to now be on the podcast with you guys it's it's awesome it's a great feeling so it's, shout it's out to wild. you guys S- small world man <laughs> yeah it really is yep yep well as for uh, jamie and i we may have a uh, little special halloween podcast that might be released on halloween day proper that's right. It's going to be very scary. 
And uh, you're going to be scared. It's filled with laughs. It's filled with goofs. It's going to scare <laughs> you. It's going to make you smile. Uh, it's going to give you all kinds of feelings. But ultimately, it's going to give you those spooky nostalgia feelings. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks again, fellas, for being on the show. Uh, we'll definitely yeah. have you on a future episode, maybe early next year. Definitely maybe focus on some VHS tapes because we're all VHS collectors here. Uh, but until next time, always remember to be kind. Rewind. And we'll all stay spooky. spooky.